welcome to From Inside the Hive with me, Jane Galloway from Quiet the Hive. This week, it's just me. I've had some amazing comments um, regarding my conversation with Beth Campton from last time. Thank you so much to all of you who've reached out to let me know how much you've enjoyed the episode. It was so much fun to record. Um, And Beth is not the only brilliant woman I've got on this series. Uh, This morning, I've just finished recording a wonderful conversation um, with someone who I cannot wait to uh, introduce you to. She is really inspiring. I met her back in June um, uh, when I went to Sweden with my brothers and I've been badgering her for a conversation ever since. So plenty more to look forward to on the podcast. If you have enjoyed the conversation so far, if you are new to um, this podcast and are just finding your way around, I would really be so grateful if you would give this podcast a five-star rating and leave a comment. It helps other people to find the podcast who might really benefit from the content and I'd be so grateful to you. Thank you so much. So, just me today um, and we are, well, I'm recording this on the last day of November. This goes out on the 2nd of December 2023, which is my littlest brother's birthday. It was a pretty busy time to have a birthday in my household Um, when I was younger. My brother uh, was the 2nd of December, or is the 2nd of December. I'm the 8th of December. My son is the 15th of December. My grandfather was the 25th of December. My grandmother was the 4th of of January. My aunt is the 7th and my mum was the 8th of January. So it was in between either side Christmas, it was full of festivities and enjoyment and celebrations. And I do wonder if that's part of the reason that I love this time of the year, that transition into um, celebrating us all, as well as the sparkly lights, the tinsel, the food, the enjoyment of Christmas, right slap bang in the middle. So given that um, next, podcast I've got a guest so it will not be all about me it will be all about Gemma oh my goodness what a conversation please make time to listen to Gemma David Um, that episode comes out on the 9th of December which is actually the day after my birthday so I thought I would just spend a little bit of time reflecting on another 365 days um, on this earth on this planet rotating in space um, gosh, when you say it like that, it makes me feel very tiny, but I guess that's what it is. Um, my life is a big life, but really it's a tiny thing in the middle of a huge universe. Anyway, enough philosophy on that. Um, what have I learned from this year? There's been so much going on. Of course, probably the most personal significant thing this year for me has been um, taking my sabbatical, which although it didn't start until September, felt like it really was a long time in the making because um, it was October last year when I first went on a Find Your Flow weekend with the brilliant Jo Lee, um, who many of you will be familiar with as my partner in joy in the creation of Your Life Less Ordinary Weekenders. Um, and also as a guest on this podcast. In fact, she featured um, on the 11th of November episode, which is series seven, episode two. So go listen to that. 
Um, but yeah, the first time that the possibility of a sabbatical even came into my consciousness was last October. And then many of you, of course, will know the impact the, that Excavate Your Life, Excavate, sorry, Your Life had on me, um, which is a, a, an online writing course run by Beth Campton. Um, in taking that thinking further, in shaping that opportunity, that possibility, and turning it into something that was real. So, um, yeah, it's felt like a long time coming. And of course, in between that has been other moments of joy, of challenge, of fun, of connection, of bravery, of adventure. Um, as I say those words, all sorts of things are popping into my head. Not least heading out to Lille for five days, which was amazing. Um, a kind of a spur of the moment sort of adventure, I guess. Uh, while camping with Joe and swimming under waterfalls, going to Sweden in June with my brothers and really spending some time hanging out with them. I'm so lucky that my brothers are just joyful people. They are um, really lovely human beings and um, I'm not sure how many of you listening would agree with that when it comes to siblings. We're always really struck with how close we are as a family and um, that's not the case for everyone. So I'm really grateful for that. In terms of Quiet the Hive, of course, there have been several series of the podcast. There have been um, cohorts of the amazing women leaders as it was, uh, which has morphed into the Awakening Women's Lives program. Um, and I've actually started reaching out to people who've expressed an interest in joining the autumn cohort who couldn't join because of dates, letting them know about the spring cohort, which is starting. So if you want to know more about that, then hop on over to the website, um, which is www.quietthehive.com. And if you go to the courses part, you'll see it on there. Um, and there's more information about the dates, when that's happening, and also the fact that, um, like everywhere, I have been reviewing the value and the investment for my programme, so that will be going up from January. So if you want to take advantage of this year's prices for next year's dates, then I suggest you apply to be part of that programme before the end of December. My goodness, can you believe that December is on us? How are you moving into Christmas? What are your intentions around that? Even if you don't celebrate Christmas itself, there may be traditions and rituals that you hold dear during this winter period, during this holiday season. This weekend, the boys and I will be putting up the tree. When I was little, very little, um, my parents always put up the tree on the evening of the 7th of December so that when I woke up on my birthday, it would all be up and decorated and looking wonderful. And then my little brother came along um, on the 2nd and they decided if they did it for me, they'd have to do it for him and putting stuff up on the 2nd was just a bit too early in our household. So we swung to the other extreme and it went up quite late. I remember distinctly an act of huge love and recognition of how important this used to be to me, I guess. When I went out um, on my, I think it was my 21st birthday, 
and I went out with some friends and I came home that evening and there was a banner up on the front of my parents' house saying happy birthday and I walked in and they decorated the house um, full of all the Christmas things. It was so moving and such a, in the grand scheme of things, such a small thing to do in terms of perhaps the effort it takes, although I know decorating is, is hard work sometimes, but it meant so much that it's stuck in my memory for so long. It's small gestures sometimes that can make the big differences. The boys and I had a conversation about whether they wanted me to put the tree up and decorate the house so that when they came home it was all done and there and sorted, because of course my boys spend part of their time at their dad's and part of their time at my house. They decided they really wanted to be part of putting up the tree and I love that this has become something that they enjoy as much as me. I have to admit that we tend to stick on a Christmas movie, often The Grinch or something similar, in the background or maybe have some Christmas music while we put the tree up. It took me a long time to get over the slightly preciousness of what the tree should look like. When kids are tiny, they can just reach certain parts of the branches, although now probably my son can reach um, parts of the tree that I can't, but don't tell him I admitted that. Um, but you had to get over the fact that all the decorations would be at the front of the tree, at the bottom and on one side, because that's where they wanted to hang everything and resist the temptation to make it perfect. And actually, I don't have a perfectly curated tree. I love that the decorations that go on there are a hodgepodge of homemade things that the kids have brought home from school or decorations that I've picked up in places I've visited. Um, a trip to Bruges with my girlfriends a few years ago um, is responsible for one of my favorite baubles. Um, picking up something in the Christmas markets in Budapest when my ex-husband and I went for the Christmas markets, which was just amazing. So many, many memories are contained within my decorations. I have ones that have been handed down to me by my grandmother. My eldest son's godmother has a wonderful tradition. His birthday is the, um, in late December and she has a wonderful tradition of gifting him a Christmas decoration every year as a birthday present and so he will leave home with a ready-made collection of meaningful um, Christmas ornaments that he can hang on his own tree. I've tried to be really careful to keep a record of which ones were given to him when um, and they are always the ones I'm most nervous about putting away and wrapping up carefully. I feel such responsibility for them. It's such a lovely thing to create as a gift for someone. There is a lot of pressure in December to have a perfect Christmas. And I hope that many of you, after listening to the conversation with Beth Campton last week, um, will have gone on to listen to her Calm Christmas podcast. It's one I really love to have on in the evenings while I'm pottering around the kitchen and I do have to ration myself, otherwise I'd gobble it all up by the end of um, November, let alone moving into December. But what I love that she suggests we do, one of the things in her book and the podcast she suggests is to pick a word that we want to have for that Christmas, veering heavily away from perfect. Maybe it's a cosy Christmas. Maybe it's a connecting Christmas. Maybe it's a culinary Christmas. 
or a creative Christmas. I don't know why I'm picking all the C's. Alliteration is always fun, isn't it? But to find a word that sums up how you want to feel, not perfection, but prioritizing what's important to you, whether that's friends or family, creativity, downtime, relaxing, switching off. I'm going to try very hard and have a bit of a digital rest over Christmas this year. Last year, I had to work um, between Christmas and New Year because my team wanted that time off and I didn't have the kids then, so I was happy to do that. However, I would be lying if I didn't admit to you the fact that I'm really looking forward to being able to take the time that I want and that I need off this Christmas. So Quiet the Hive will be closing down a little bit over the festive period. I'm so lucky that I am able to be connecting with friends and family during the festivities. There's something really magical about having a birthday in December and I'd be really interested to hear if you agree. My grandfather, my dad's dad, um, who was the 25th of December, always used to joke that he would get one sock for his birthday and one sock for Christmas. I don't know whether he really liked it that much. His birthday was very fitting though. He was a minister in the church, so being born on the 25th of December was interesting. I wonder how many of you December babies love it or loathe it. Do you feel neglected? Everyone else is focusing on Christmas and the run up to Christmas. Do they forget about you? Do you feel put aside somehow? How about if you're a January baby when no one's got the funds to go out and make a fuss anymore? How does that feel for you? I know people who love it. I know people who loathe it, but I love being a December baby. I love the sparkle and the magic that's in the air. I love the fact that I get to think about the year and all the amazing things that have happened and celebrate another year of just wonderful, fun, extraordinary joy on this earth again. It's a really lovely thing to do. I'm wondering how birthdays feel to you. They do mark the passing of time. Some people struggle with them enormously. Personally, I can't quite believe the birthday I will be celebrating. I turn 47 and I don't feel 47. I don't feel any different really, except for perhaps a little more confidence, a little more, um, I don't know, appreciation, joie de vie. I think it's got better as I've got older. I think I don't worry so much about what people think about me. I trust myself more. And actually, you will know if you're a regular listener to this podcast that when I have a guest, one of the questions that I try and ask them all is, what would you tell your 21-year-old self? So many of them say to be more confident or to trust your instincts or to carry on doing what you're doing, you will get through this. It's funny, isn't it, how we all wish we had that wisdom when we were younger. But it's something really we only appreciate and come to notice when we're older. I think there is an honour, a joy, a privilege in aging and developing and becoming more of you. Not the person you were supposed to be or a better version of yourself, but just more of you. 
to let go of inhibitions and worries and concerns and to feel comfortable in your own skin with who you are and what you've learned and the experiences you've had. They all shape us. So this birthday, I will be sitting down with a glass of fizz and enjoying the company of my boys and thinking about all that I've learned this year, all that I've had the opportunity to experience and maybe thinking, what next? What's the next adventure? What's the next thing I can do to push myself a little bit outside of my comfort zone? That's where I find the joy and the growth and the learning. And blooming heck, it's hard sometimes. But reminding ourselves that we can do hard things to quote Glenn Doyle is really important. You are magical and wonderful and the Christmas you have will be magical and wonderful. If you overcook the sprouts or burn the turkey or all the decorations are in the bottom left hand side of the tree, doesn't matter. What matters is that you're able to notice the joy, that your gratitude is there and that you're aware of just how brilliant you are and all the amazing things you've done this year that prove that. If you need some help with that, then why not join me on the 19th of December at 7.30pm to do some live journaling with me. I'm running something called The Retrospective. It's an exercise I've done every year since I've discovered it. And it tosses away that concept of New Year's resolutions and comes from a place of setting intentions based on the joy and energy you found over this previous year. I'll make sure I drop the link into the show notes. Um, I'd love to see you there. I'm running this as a pay what you can this year. So hopefully there is something in there for everyone. If you can't make it, but you want to be part of it, then go ahead and book your place and I'll make sure that you get the recording and the workbook afterwards. I can't wait to help you reflect on how brilliant you have been and your year has been. We'll talk a bit more about this um, in the next podcast episode. But in the meantime, I will leave you with this thought. You are amazing. Go ahead and notice all the things that make you brilliant. Take some time to think about them and smile deeply, satisfied in the knowledge that there are pockets of joy and exquisite beauty in even the toughest times. Okay, I'm gonna press pause and go and think about what my birthday meal might be this year. I'll speak to you next time. Until then, take care. If you enjoyed this podcast from Inside the Hive by Quiet the Hive, then please leave us a five-star rating or drop us any comments in the box below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Any comments or ratings you give us all help other people who would benefit from the content to find us. Thanks so much.